You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to find out more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com where you'll find all of our past podcasts and other blog posts that we have up, along with some other items that you can purchase to help support the Beardcast. So we hope you enjoy listening to this week's show. And you're not listening to the NLCS uh, podcast. You're actually listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks. And Zach Bexold. Uh, we're going to continue our theme um, in the book of Job uh, during the lectionary readings. And we're looking at and uh, we're reflecting on uh, chapter 38 verses 1 through 7 and um, 34 through 41. But as Zach and I were talking... Um, and as we were reading through this and looking at it together, one of the things that we kind of realized is that really, you really should read verse 33. If you're going to, if, if, if you're sitting and listening to us on Saturday night, trying to figure out a gym for your sermon, I would back up to 33. And if you're listening to us on Saturday night, working on your sermon, Lord be with you. So Zach, as we read through this and discuss this a little bit, what are some things that, that, that come to your mind? Well, just to give you a little bit of context, uh, even if you've listened to the other two episodes, we, we on Job, um, we, we find, you know, we, we kind of started at the beginning, we hit the middle, and now we're, we're getting towards the end. And the first 34 or five-ish chapters before this are Job going through all he's going through, whining about it for 30 some odd chapters. And then you finally have um, this, 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 interaction with God. God comes in this world and it begins to speak to Job, to begins to answer all of Job's questions that he's had throughout these 37 previous chapters of mourning and lamenting and whining. Um, we, we talked to the pre-show that it should just have a star at the beginning that says, and Job whined with an asterisk. If you want to read more, go on. Um, <laughs> if not, skip to this place. Um, but but here we, we, we see God come to Job, right, and answers in this whirlwind, and and begins with uh, this simple question: Who is the darkening counsel with the wor- uh, with words lacking knowledge? Um, prepare yourself like a man; I will interrogate you, and you will respond. So, so God comes and's like, "Who's hold on, hold on, you know, let's let's have this conversation." Um, and and then, like Matt said, we we hop over to verse thirty three. Um, and it says, do you know heaven's laws or can you impose its rule on earth? And, and to me, that's, that's asking that question of who, who are you? Um, or uh, how did you phrase it in uh, when we were talking before? So um, one of the phrases I used last week in my sermon last week, but I think this can apply to Job all over, like if you have an overarching thing. Um, God is God and we are not. Right. Right. So, and I feel like that's that question, right? Like, can you do this? No, God's God and let you be you, right? Uh, let us as humans quit, quit playing God, right? And, and I think that's when we read through Job, Job there's a lot of that. Of Job, just do this. Job, just do this. Just, you know, say this and do that. And why can't you just do this, you know? And I think we go through life doing the same thing of, well, I'll just make this happen, right? I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen so that I can go on and do this or do that or whatever, um, whether that's to make ourselves happy or to make opportunities happen or to diminish something or someone else, right? Um, I think we make those decisions and impose those rules and laws in a way that, you know, really we're not qualified to do. Well, and I think it goes back to that kid's song too, 
Um, my God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Um, and so we look at this God sitting with Job in the midst of a whirlwind. He, he appears to Job in a whirlwind and he's like, let me tell you what, how it is. Like, and I think of it like, you know, like how your dad probably sat you down and said, all right, son, let me tell you how it is. Um, you know, um, and, and who did this? Like, um, and, and I love that line. And that's why it, like, it, it just like beamed at me. Uh, do you know heaven's laws or can you impose its rule on earth? I think far too often we try to play God um, and you can look at some of the things that are going in the media in regards to our president and what he's saying about uh, climate change and, and things like that. Um, and, and the real reality is that God called us to be stewards of this earth. I'll, I'll use some good Wesleyan language there. Um, and we should take that stewardship and take the best care we can of it. And, and in Job's case, Job is struggling with, um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest if if you experienced half of what job like no let's let's say it this way we all in some point of our lives experience one of those three things that job experienced in a short amount of time you know job lost it all pretty quickly whereas you know there's there's a point in our life where we do lose a family member there is a point in our life where we will lose some friends there's a point in our life where we will lose some of our riches it may not be like like job and lose it completely but and really the question we become is, is when we are dealing with those things, when, when, when it hits the fan, who do we call? I mean, you know, like where do we turn to? But I, I think the thing is we think about this and um, realize like this book was, this was one of the stories that they would share in the concentration camps in, in, um, in Germany during world war two. And, and, you know, this has been used time and time again to remind people that like, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on in your life, that, that God is going to be with us in the midst of this, and it will be okay in the end. Um, I love that phrase that resurrection uses, and I've talked about it here a lot, is, uh, you know, um, the worst thing is not the last thing. And, and as I think about that, and I think of Job, and, and I know we keep saying that over and over again, but I think it's something we need to hear today, because I think we've lost a little bit of hope. Um, and I think we need uh, to be reminded that um, God is still here. God is still speaking. Um, God is still providing. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think some of it is, is where do we turn to when that stuff happens? Right. Well, you know, and, and it's, it's the, the book called night, right. Uh, that was written. That's the, the journals of from the Holocaust. Right. Uh, the question that's posed in there is, well, you know, in the midst of concentration camps, in the midst of the Holocaust, in the midst of all of this, it's the question of where is your God now? Um, and in, you know, you look back through Job and that's the question, right? Where, where is your God now? All of this has happened. And, and you're right. We, we spend way too much time in our, in our current culture and society and just personal lives today pretending to be little gods in our life, um, you know, whether that's just individuals or on a grand scale. Uh, and, and yet, what does that do for us? Uh, other than cause us a whole bunch of anxiety, exclude a ton of people, you know, and just, just cause hurt and pain. And, and that's, not, that's not who we're called to be. Uh, we're not called to be tiny little individual gods, right? Uh, and I think, that's where, I think that's where this whirlwind of God is getting to us. Like, no, no, remember. Remember where your roots are. Remember that I am, I am within this. And I love that, that whirlwind, right? Uh, growing up in West Texas, right, we had, we had dust devils or whirlwinds all the time. And I love that metaphor. 
uh, coming in that's like, oh, you know, the wind's always around us. This, that when God comes in, like a rush, right? Like, oh, hold on. <laughs> I was here, but now you need to feel it, right? Well, and I think that that's where, like, in order us to have that moment, we have to be still. Like, I love that Psalm, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 4610, um, depending on your translation. Uh, common English doesn't translate it that way, but that's one I, I, I'll, you know, I'm frustrated and I'll still translate it the NRSV way. Um, but, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about is, and this is something I've been practicing now for 10 days, um, and it's been real, it's been really powerful for me and my spiritual walk lately. Um, is I've been, I download the Aurora app and they're a sponsor, not sponsor. Um, and, um, and it works on sitting, you know, focusing on your breathing, listening and, and meditating and, 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 you know, even John Wesley encouraged, um, silent listening. He, he saw it as a means of grace. Um, and you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, it means of grace is, um, one of the things that we talk about quite frequently in Methodism. Um, you can Google it. Um, but, um, as we think about our practices, our spiritual practices, both individual and as communal, how often do we take time and just listen for God, God's still voice and God's voice? Um, and, 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 you know, you know, Zach's right. It, it may appear in a whirlwind. It may appear in just, um, sure solitude. Um, it may just, um, it may just be a warm presence. And I think we have to pay attention to that. And, and I think as, as we look at this verse this week, I think that that's kind of the, the, the thrust of it is to get us to pay attention to where God is. Um, I think far too often we, we try to say where God isn't. Um, and we need to, I think if we broaden our horizon and say where God is, um, it will be amazing to see how well, like how much that changes our perspective. And I think that that's, um, if we're going to move um, in a healthier place uh spiritually in our lives we we need to think about uh, those things and so yeah no I, I i agree um it's that intentionality to go okay here we are in the midst of whatever's going on good bad right or wrong right and just say all right where are we at uh and and then i think we have a hard time with that listening part right <laughs> uh in in and give yourself that moment to just listen, to be present, um, and and see where God's presence is around you. That's a great that's a great tool for the week. So um, this week, I want to encourage you to um, sit and listen, and just pay attention to where God is, um, and and try not to focus where maybe you don't think God isn't. Um, I think if we do that, you'll be amazed to see where God um, is in your life and the presence that you'll find. Uh, I think will be amazing. And so we want to encourage you to be still. And so we want to encourage you to uh, go on our website, beardedtheologians.com. We've got some great things up on the website. Um, we're working on getting some more blogs. And so if you're interested in writing with uh, for us or want to write something, uh, please feel free to share that with us. Um, we'd be glad to to host it if, if it fits within what we're trying to do. Um, we want to encourage you to go on our website, buy some cool gear. Um, this hoodie you can buy on Zazzle. It, it's a sweet hoodie. I've had this hoodie for, for a while now and I, you know, it's, 
nice comfortable hoodie on a day, day like this um you know so go online buy a coffee mug you know it's pastor appreciation month and so find a way to take care of your pastor bearded or unbearded they don't have to have a beard to have a bearded theologian thing um as i was talking to a guy yesterday about our podcast we've uh tried to have we've had more women on our podcast than i think than we've had men and so a beard is not necessary to be a bearded theologian um it's more of a conversation more than anything and so for the bearded theologians uh i'm matt franks i'm zach Bechtel. thanks for checking us out We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day. I don't know why I leaned into that so much. (laughs) I was waiting for you to say Grow Astros for Eddie Irwin's. For Eddie Irwin, Eddie doesn't listen. (laughs) Maybe we should leave this in at the end and say that we called out Eddie at the end. (laughs)